Hey everybody, this is Nathan with the Birds and the Lees, the podcast where uh, my wife Kim and I sit here and uh, just chat a little bit about ministry and what it means to be a ministry family and kind of uh, how we want to be able to share with others who are kind of in the same place. Kim, how you doing? Good. It's good. a beautiful sunny Saturday afternoon. I said that with as many S's as I possibly could because I've been outside doing some work. You were out with some friends, so yeah. we thought we'd sit down and uh, continue our uh, series that we're on right now, and, and we've been talking over the last uh, few weeks about our story because we thought, you know what, if we're going to do this podcast, what we need to do is uh, let people know who we are. We feel that the better you understand us, the better you understand uh you know, kind of what drives us, where we're going with this podcast. So it's all kind of built upon our experiences, you would say, right, Kim? Absolutely. If we want this to read like a book, you got to have a little bit of the background to understand where we're going. Yeah, exactly. So um, where we left off last time is I think we shared a little bit about uh, my story up to a certain point. Um, probably, right. if I remember correctly, it was right before uh, grad school which uh, we're going to kind of, we promised them a salacious story about girlfriends and whatnot. We're going to skip over that because yeah. we'll, we'll highlight it. But I think what's more important is how we came together because yeah. that's really what this is about. This yeah. is how we came together. And, uh, and so, you know, just to kind of set the stage for us, Kim, you're in grad school at yep. the time. You are going for that uh, counseling degree. Correct. Yeah, we've we've covered that that you uh -huh. were doing animal assisted therapy. I have come back from after not well semi completing a master's in higher education, right? Um, and you through a course of a couple of years that were truthfully uh, pretty difficult because of just some you know honestly not some healthy decisions on my part and uh, it felt like a new start. So I I, I come back to Dallas. Um, and decided, you know what, this is it. I need to, to stop what I'm doing, which at the time was uh, working in university administrations kind of stuff. And I want to go to seminary. I want to be a youth pastor. So where we pick up is uh, you are pursuing that graduate degree. And we have an age difference. Yeah. Uh -huh. so, yeah, you had been through plenty of school. Yes, I had been through plenty of school uh -huh. <laughs> by the time. <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, uh, 2000 uh, is right around the time that I came back, uh, 2001, about the time I came back to Dallas, started at Dallas seminary. I'm interning at my home church mm -hmm. in student ministry, which was great. And that was a, a we real, should, just real quick. We should probably give them what that you said. There's a time, there's an age difference. Okay. There is and an we age never difference. Address that. <laughs> okay. So between Kim and I, there's about a five year age difference. So, uh, yeah. which doesn't really play into things unless when you're talking, uh, uh, when we're younger, but we <laughs> yeah. didn't really give dates and times, so it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's about a five age, five year age yeah, difference. It, gets, it feels really awkward when Nathan talks about his elementary experience and I start to think about, I was still in uh, preschool when you he were, was graduating elementary. Yes, you were still in preschool. So, um, which does lead to some things that, that contribute to uh, you and I uh, meeting. Um, so, you know, at the time, Kim, okay, so you're in grad school. How did you feel about kind of where life was going for you? I was really excited. You were really excited? a lot of opportunities in front of me. Um, really loved the counseling field and mm -hmm. all the different opportunities I had for that, uh, whether it be working in a my own private practice or working at a school, just lots of options. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of where I was. You know, it, mm -hmm. it, I had this track that I was on with uh, higher education and then uh, the seminary thing came into my head that, you know, ultimately, and, and we can go into this later, why did I decide to go into ministry? Because that's a much longer story 
Because I think every one of us that's involved in ministry, we have a passion, we have a calling, we yeah. have a desire. But mine ultimately became about the lives of students. And, um, you know, coming back to Dallas at the age I was at, so I was 27, yeah. I believe, somewhere in there, 27, uh, when I moved back to Dallas, moved in with my parents, told them I'd only stayed there six months. I think I was there for like two years. Uh, finally, at some point, I did move out. But uh, was really kind of in this you know, where you are sitting there going, I'm excited about my future. Things seem to be moving. You've gotten past this traumatic, uh, episode with this, uh, really bad boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, that's worth it. It's, it's kind of in there, but yeah, no, um, things are kind of moving along. Whereas I'm going through this up and down with basically what, how would you describe it? Dating every girl in the college ministry. (laughs) You were having lots of fun. (laughs) I was dating a lot of the girls. Uh, but yeah. not really landing in a healthy place with uh, most of those relationships. Not due to them. N- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I had some issues I was working out right. and uh, trying to figure some things out. And so there's this maturity process. At the same time, you're trying to learn ministry. Right. Um, and it was it was an interesting road. But it's, it's in the middle of all this where uh, you, your church-going experience at the time, g- give us some background on that while you were in grad school. Oh, gosh, in grad school. Um, so, uh, really, it started before grad school in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of a church that decided to move from a local community college to a larger local university. Um, I highly disagreed with that because they were looking, yeah. the way they presented it, it clued me into that they were just looking at numbers. Um, I disagreed with that and was pretty much asked not to come back. Yeah, you you kind of highlighted that in your second part that yeah. you know it was a little bit of a of a negative experience because essentially raising your voice meant don't come back. Right. Right. I was asked to leave the room. Um and then after that I went to a local church near the university I was at. Had a really okay. good experience there but just really couldn't connect. Was that about the time you got kicked out of Korea? That was when I got kicked out of Korea. <laughs> It, um, that's a story for a later time. Actually, yeah, well, it's a great story. It is a great story. Talking about um, how to support your missionaries yes. and, and what they do and how they do it and how to logistically, like yes. not not on the prayer end or anything like that, but logistically how to support Yeah, them. so if you stick around for later episodes, you're going to find out that Kim got kicked out of Korea, <laughs> Yeah. which is an good awesome Korea, story. Good Korea. She got kicked out of good <laughs> yeah. Korea, which is an awesome story. And so... So you had a pretty, you know, you had this experience, kind of a negative one with one church. You yep. you had another good one, and now you're kind of looking around, and yep. uh, you get this invite, or you're checking out. No, I had a coworker at when I was working um, at a counseling facility, and uh, the coworker suggested I said I live near Louisville. I need a church that believes in the Bible, and I prefer a non-denominational church. And was directly, immediately sent to the church we met at. So we meet. Well, okay, so back up a little bit. Um, I was interning at this church, and in the process of that, my parents were running this college-age young adult Bible study that was happening in their home. Right. And I had just broken up with uh, one of the girls in that group. And so you get this recommendation to come there. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have to drop by because at the same time, while working in student ministry, at the same time, what I'm doing is I'm kind of the security slash maintenance guy that sits at the desk. So I've got to bring a key to my dad, who is the, whatever, facilities pastor. 
And the week before that, my mother had mentioned this girl that had come Mm -hmm. that she really, really liked because she talked back to my dad. I did. And so she thought that was pretty cool that you you did that. (laughs) And so, um, you know, I come inside. She says, the first thing to me she says is, she's here. I say, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just had this breakup. I'm going to be, you know, this was that moment in your life where like, I'm going to be single for the rest of my life and I'm going to be a youth pastor and I'm just going to serve God and there will be no girls ever because girls are stinky and stupid and right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I come around the corner and there's this girl Yep. and I start talking with her and you know, we often go back and forth and people think about what was it you thought when the first time you ever met your wife or husband or whatever. So you get to go first. What was the first thing you thought when you met me? Oh, I didn't know I was going to be asked this. Oh, yeah. See, that's the best thing because surprise comes and then you get that uh, um, spontaneous question. I was just excited to get to meet someone new. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I was <laughs> maybe expecting a little bit more, but that's okay. That's uh, okay. I mean, you're talking first. You don't... If yeah. We're talking first moments, that's what I thought. Okay. There's somebody new. Okay, that's cool. I'm totally cool. I'm totally yeah. cool with that. I mean, if it wasn't earth shattering or, you know, oh took your breath away, it's fine. I'm just kidding. No, actually, I, the first thing I thought when I met you was, wow, she's really mature and grown up because, yeah. you know, when you're the oldest guy in the room and dating girls who are much younger than you, uh, much, much younger, like, you know, five year age difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I had a really bad habit of not confirming how old a girl was before. Yeah. Now, at all times, they were all out of, you know, in college, but there was never anything that I did that was like, you know, illegal. Illegal. But, yeah. you know, sometimes you just assume somebody's older than they really are. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I had this uh, bad tendency to assume that. But I met you, and I just remembered that this girl who was. Uh, very mature, seemed to have her life kind of wired together, and that was very, very attractive. And uh, we immediately fell in love and went out on our first date and got married, right? Nope. Nope. So. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Um, it's a little more awkward than that. Yeah. Nathan, t- I, so by the end of the time, first time meeting Nathan, I was very um, excited to to honestly pursue a relationship. Yep. Um, Nathan did not know this because we mm. re- literally had maybe four or five minutes of conversation. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing. Like there yeah. was there was just a minuscule amount of conversation, and then we went on our separate ways. And yeah. I think the next time I saw you was on a Sunday morning. Maybe you sat in front yeah, of me or we, something. We truly didn't date for like four months. After yeah, that. we hung out in the same circles. Right. And but I think that was. Date. But that was interesting because the circles, there was a, one of the girls that I dated was two of the girls I dated were in that circle. So that was a little bit, okay, three. Uh, well, one is just, yeah. <laughs> Did you kiss all three of those girls? <laughs> I'm not even getting into that. Did you? I'm not getting into that. <laughs> um, let's just say that I may have not been as mature and handled things as I should have. Let's say that. Let's just let's just go with that. Okay. So I'm dealing with some probably some arrested development kind of uh, immaturity, and then uh, we meet and uh, we hang out for a little while, and then suddenly, uh, one night, I am clued in that I should ask you out on a date because <laughs> yeah. you told me to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So I do have a very firm belief that the guy needs to ask um, the lady to go out on a date first or pursue that relationship. But I also believe that some people get gun shy for various reasons. And I was. I mean, there had been uh, not just, you know, the relationships when I was here in Dallas, that's that wasn't the, you know, necessarily the be all end all of what shaped me. I mean, there were many through college and, and I say many is like, there were several, that sounds so bad. It sounds like I dated a lot, but I didn't (laughs) truthfully. This is super, (laughs) this is super awkward talking about this. No. Do you know what to do with your hands right now? (laughs) No, I don't. So anyway, all that to say is I had not me personally progressed or matured in relationships to where I needed to be at my age. So, um, I think you asking me to ask you out or telling me rather was good because it did alleviate some of that nervousness. Um, but it also, to me, said you were serious, right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was good confirmation to know that, hey, you know what? She actually is interested, and you know that's fine, and that's good. And I think that does actually contribute later on because I do have this strong sense throughout life of um, wanting to have a firm and confident uh, knowledge that people accept me, right. and and that was what you saying that um, was very was was very. It was neat to hear that somebody would sit there and go, no, you need to do this because if you don't, I'm going to be, I'm either going to move on or I'm going to be disappointed or I'm going to be frustrated. Yeah. But um, And to be clear, it was just a very frank conversation. We had known each other for a while and I, I denoted, I literally said, hey, it looks like we have a lot of the same body language going on. I feel like there might be some interest, some, some common interest in each other. Yeah. And... Um, then led into a conversation about if you would ever want to ask me out, I would say yes. And so eventually, three weeks later, yeah. after you said it took me a while, yeah, I did, and and I realized that you know I kind of went back and forth on that because it, you know it is hard when you mm-hmm. and that's something I always wanted to uh, help people, students understand, and younger you know uh, people understand is you know navigating relationships is not something you just take lightly. You, you do it. Sometimes you overthink it. And I think I was in that point. Right. Sometimes you underthink it. Sometimes you're too flippant with it, which I had been at times, but you know, ultimately I did. I, you know, it was kind of like I was headed off to camp for the weekend. And I said, you know, if I don't ask this girl out, I'll probably regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah. So we went on our uh, first date on November 6th, Mm -hmm. 2003. Yep. Do you know why I know that? Because it's a year to the date that we got married? Yes, because one year later on November 6, 2004, we got married, which is kind of cool when you think about it, which we didn't plan. It wasn't like... Yeah, wedding venues are funny, and we had planned on getting married later, but because of the way they all work in Dallas, um, it just wasn't going to work until February. Mm Mm-hmm. And Nathan and I both were just not interested in having that long of an engagement. Yeah. It was just silly. So we just, I, honestly, it was a little, with a little bit of hev- hesitancy to have it on the same day that we dated a year prior. I, yeah. I didn't want to be cheesy, um, but reality was that was the best weekend. Together. Truthfully, though, you didn't realize that it was that day, did you? Maybe not. No, you had no idea. <laughs> I was the only one that realized that. So you can say there was hesitancy, but I was really. Well, I, I do try to shy away from cheesiness. You do. You don't so, like cliche and cheesy. So I get when that. I realized all that had gone down, there was a, a bit of a gut 
reaction to yeah. just not do just have a different weekend. Just wait until February, but Yeah. Well, and 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 you know, we we were at an age where, you know, everybody talks about, oh, they dated two years. We dated six months. And yeah. um you know, there are times where I kind of wish I had done some things better. You know, I wish kind of wish the proposal had been, you know, I always look back, I wish the proposal had been a little bit better. But, you know, somebody uh, made me worried that all of a sudden you were going to say no. So I pulled the trigger because I was nervous. <laughs> yeah. And I tend to be that way. So somebody yeah. took advantage of my neuroses. But at the same time, it was still, hopefully, it was for me special. Yeah. Very memorable. <laughs> Because uh, the dog was jumping in the background. Yeah, the, yeah. Dog, the dog was jumping in the background, and you wouldn't give me your hand. Well, I was excited. You were excited, but mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, it was you know we we can talk about the the wedding, which was all awesome, right? I mean, we can all tell these yeah. anecdotal stories, yeah, and I felt good. like it was all good. The honeymoon was great. We went to Colorado. We have funny stories mm-hmm. with that, but you know, you think about those first few years. And most everybody, I think most everybody, unless they have just this burning desire to just get rolling on a family, they take some time. Yeah. But we, on the other hand, had a little bit of a different start. Uh, Nothing out of line, nothing but, uh, you know, we (laughs) just, uh, we knew our life was going to take a different path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You want to share that one or do you want me? Do you mean with uh, getting pregnant? Yeah, getting pregnant. So the history on that is uh, I had been told by multiple doctors that it would take a while to get pregnant. And the reality is we needed to be ready to adopt Um, and have kind of a little at that time. um, Adoption was a little bit different. It would take two years or so to prove you couldn't get pregnant, um, which would put you in better standing to adopt and in turn would be... um, it would be about a three-year process before yeah. we ended up with kids. Well, we were like, yeah, we and so you know we we had a conversation, and, th- and this is about a month and a half after we're married, I think, or yeah. a month after we're married, and mm-hmm. we thought, okay, well, if this is going to be the case, it's obviously this is going to be a long road. Mm-hmm. There's you know no nothing hurts trying and just right. seeing what happens. And, uh, and it I, would start the three-year process. It would start the three-year which process. Would allow us to buy a house, go to Europe. Yeah. Do all the things to get ready. Yeah, for a in this getting ready, we would be able to do all these things. And then uh, I just remember coming home one day, and you were had been really agitated and uh, very upset. And you know, you, you have those days as a couple where you come in and you just things are off. You don't know. You're arguing. You're bickering. And I just right. remember getting so fed up yeah. that I finally said, "You know what is going on? Why are you acting like this?" Mm-hmm. And uh, you threw a pregnancy test at me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and when, when we say throw, you know, it, it's not like when you see these videos of pregnancy announcements and they're like, I'm pregnant. No. Yeah, you were in tears and you threw it at me. I was very frustrated. Yeah, because, uh, you know, and that and that leads us to a lot of what our story is going to be about is expectation versus what ends up happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we had anticipated this was going to be this long process. Right. Um and it was a wonderful thing, yeah. but it didn't happen the way we had anticipated it. And right. so a lot of our story, I feel like, is is this expectation versus the reality and having mm-hmm. to uh, kind of set aside one for the other. Right. And I think everybody has that in their marriage, but it just feels like at times it's been much more drastic. I think it's hard in ministry um, for those scenarios to play out because often you feel um, alone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not be, because if you tell one person, 
at church, the whole, you know, 600 people find out or however big your church is, no matter what your position is, whether you work at a front desk or you work as a pastor, the whole church is going to find out. So you can be alone at times in a lot of scenarios and it can be overwhelming because what if? Well, yeah. And, and obviously, you know, when it comes to having children, you don't want to jump the gun. You don't want to say things too early because there's always things that can happen. Right. You know, and you've got to find. And we learned that with we, her. We did learn that because we had a couple scares yeah. and thought we were, you know, this is we were going to lose the baby. And mm-hmm. um, and ultimately, our daughter was born, you know, November of 2005, healthy yep. and very, very, very yep. happy. Um, but yeah, the, you bring up a good point is when those expectations, uh, aren't met or they are different mm-hmm. and you're in a position where you, you can't really say anything or don't want to say anything right. at that point, you do feel alone. You, you want, you want that support, but it's yeah. so hard to reach out knowing it's going to bring on potentially hundreds of people who maybe you don't want them invested in that part of your life at that time. Well, and it's also hard to support or it's not impossible, but sometimes when early on in marriage, it's hard to support each other when both of you are experiencing the same kind of upheaval, right? Because right? this is now affecting both of you. Right. This isn't one experience versus mm-hmm. another. This is the two of you are kind of like deer in headlights and going, what in the world just happened? Everything right. we planned is now different, right? right. And right. Um, fortunately, we were in a good place where we both were working. We yep. both had good jobs. Um, we were taken care of. So it wasn't a necess- it wasn't necessarily a, okay, what are we going to do? We can't right. af- afford this. It was, okay, our insurance is good, and yeah. you know we can have a baby, and we're doing all right. And we might have to make some adjustments, which we did ultimately. I mean, all this kind of yeah. kickstarts. You know, all those things we wanted to do, you know, buy a house and all mm-hmm. that, got accelerated. We just never got to go to Europe. We didn't get to go to Europe. We still haven't been to Europe. (laughs) But, you know, that's the thing is, you know, our daughter's born in 2005. We buy our first house in early 2006. Mm -hmm. Um, And meanwhile, you know, we're going through all of that first couple years of marriage stuff. You know, it's not always smooth. There's always rocky parts because you have two people who've lived on their own for as long as we did. Now coming together, trying to make this new thing. um, And you've got to give up all of these idiosyncrasies and selfishness and whatnot at the same time now there's this third person in there right so you know we've people have always you know people have said oh wasn't the first year wonderful and you kind of went yeah it was okay the first year for us was really hard and i think it's um very understated and i would say this to any pastor that i ever talk to that does uh any type of marriage counseling i think we have to be real careful of assuming that everybody has a great first year yeah I think that's a really poor way to go about marriage counseling in and of itself. And I think it's um, it's really bad to set up couples in premarital counseling and yeah. say, I'm so excited you're getting married. The first year is the best. Yeah, because you know what? For us, I would say it probably wasn't. You know, it was interesting because as we get into the story, you're going to find out that probably the first 10 years were total chaos for us. I, I hope and pray that those were our worst years. Yeah. Because, you know, we, you said the other day, you know, now that we've landed where we are, this is the first time you really feel married, like, like a married yeah. couple doing their thing, right? Yeah, like a normal, I mean, it, we were never long enough anywhere to feel mm-hmm. like we had, and I know some people love change and maybe that's the issue, but um, we were never married without stress long enough. Well, I think there's change that you, I think there's change that you choose right and then there's change that's kind of 
thrown on you. Right. And I think a lot of ours, the majority of ours has been changed. It's been thrown on us. Right. And we have to adjust to that. And, you know, there's some big moments uh, that we'll get into again coming up. Because right now what, what we have is as difficult as this is or these first couple of years or two years were, mm-hmm. uh, this is the calm necessary. You know, this is kind of yeah. the calm before the storm. Um, you know, and, and, and we're, there was a lot that went on in the calm. Yeah, there was a lot that went on in the calm. You know, people argue, people fight. We learn well, things about ourselves. We, we had one or two grandparents pass. We had one yeah, family uncle. family deaths. We had we yeah, moved we twice. moved twice. Yeah, we did a, we did a lot. You yeah. know, bought cars and you right. know went in. You know, you had a job that at one point was so stressful. You ended up having to quit. You had to get a doctor's note. Yeah. To excuse yeah. you from your job because it was that stressful while yeah. you were pregnant. Um, and that includes things like walking into meth labs because you were a social worker. Right. Um, and so there were just a lot of different things that happened. But, you know, in that, uh, you know, you can allow those things to overwhelm or they can be overwhelming right. to where uh, you don't feel that connection with one another yet. Right. And that's yeah. the time you're supposed to be building that. And then right. all this stuff happens. So I think as, as we hopefully are honest, we know that, you know, the first, and we've been married 15 years now, um, you know, those first probably 12 or 13 were really, really rough. And, yeah, and, and each of them, each, I think each, you know, and that's not say everything's perfect now because there have been some low points and, you know, some really big low points, but I, right think for each of us where we are now is uh one we've always said we're committed no matter what nobody backs out right you know right. as hard as it's it is a choice there's no choice mm-hmm. nobody nobody gives up nobody quits nobody backs out that being said for those who listen we are firm believers that does not include abuse well yes that's true <laughs> so yeah, I don't yeah. Want yeah. People to no, no 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 don't don't yeah. don't think we're saying you have to stay in a situation where you're in danger yeah we're talking about a situation where it's difficult or you get frustrated you get frustrated or whatever yeah. or you know it, it's not that kind of situation you know no matter how frustrated we got nobody quits yeah um but you know as we're going to and as we have learned um there is a decision there's a decision at some point where you either gonna you either are going to throw everything you have into it, or you're just gonna kind of coast. Yeah. And if you're gonna coast, you're gonna go right off the cliff, off the cliff, I should say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there are certainly times when we um, we could have just called it quits, and it would have been yeah. easier to do that. I, I can think of two times it would have been much easier to just call it quits. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? That's not what God wants us to do, right? You know, that's not the commitment we made before Him right. was to just quit when it got hard. Yeah, um, the commitment was we're going to do our very best to see it through. Yeah. So. so we're working at so Nathan's a youth pastor at a local church, mm-hmm. and I had essentially uh, moved out of social work and into um, doing new home sales. Yep. Yep. And Nathan, at this point, actually, things were going kind of smooth. Things we had, were going smooth. We had purchased a house. We yes. were living close to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, both our jobs were good and going places. Yep. yep. Um, I was getting ready to kind of go towards full-time employment, not full-time, um, a, d- a different level. Yeah, different of level. Of new home sales. Um, and Nathan was pastor, and we, you know, that could go anywhere at any given church. Yep, yep. 
And, and then there's kind of an earthquake, yeah. which we're going to get into in the next episode. Yeah. So I uh, hate to leave you with a cliffhanger, but, you know. It's, no, you don't. You love it. I love it because then you're going <laughs> to hopefully come back and hear it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's a little bit of a, not even a little bit, a big earthquake, a couple of big ones that happened that are going to yeah. shape the next 10 years, really. Yeah. So the next four years, uh, so we, we were on year two, right, of marriage? We're about year two, yeah. So year two through year six or yeah. seven, depending on how you look at it. Multiple things happen. Yeah, it is it is a really interesting story. So if you're in ministry, this is the kind of stuff we want you to start feeling encouraged by. Yeah. And that you're not alone. Yep, this is the stuff we want to find a common ground. But yeah, there's going to be an earthquake or two, maybe three, possibly four. And... Uh, <laughs> I wish that was all. I wish I could count them all. <laughs> yeah. But it is going to be the thing that's going to shape going forward. So we will share that with you later. Hey, if you uh, want to get in touch with us, you can email us at thepodcastinglees at gmail.com. Yep. We are working on getting a Patreon. If you'd like to leave us a tip here and there to help us with the hosting and uh, producing of this. And we're getting better at it. You know, we're just uh, we're learning as we go. We've got other podcasts we're involved in. Uh, yeah. learning in there and and we've kind of made a little bit of a, a network and umbrella of different uh, yeah, shows fun. it is getting fun with our friends and family so um, if you want to get in touch with us like i said the podcasting leads at gmail.com let us know how we're doing let us know if we need to change anything tell us if it's good tell if it's us if it's bad give us ideas what you want to hear yeah. and uh, we look forward to getting together next time and sharing the next part of the birds and the leaves. That sounded cheesy, didn't it? Really cheesy. Okay, yeah. I was going to try to make it dramatic. Anyway, you guys have a great week, and we will see you later.